Okay, welcome back to Talking Knicks. I'm Tom Piccolo coming to you the day after the Knicks beat the Cavaliers in Game 5 in Cleveland, completing the gentleman's sweep. So I can't wait to talk about it. Let's do it. We're also going to take a quick look at the upcoming series against Miami. Mm. Let's get into it. Let's talk Knicks. All right, I am joined today in studio by... Big Baby David, BBD, how are you, man? Tom, I'm doing great in a Knicks perspective. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy, really excited to talk some Knicks. Uh, what a treat that we get to already know the next matchup so we can do a little previewing here, get the people ahead on on, on what to expect coming up. But before like, we do that, we really, yeah, really got to savor this one. I, I know would I, love to savor this one. That game last night was just simply a joy. It was a joy for me to watch from start to finish. This I, game has everything. It's got everything. I, I honestly was getting emotional watching this group. It was just the epitome of Knicks basketball. Not to sound like throw all the cliches at you, but just the... The level of like teamwork and camaraderie and connectedness, like this was not a, a squad that just like you know they got cobbled together. I'll make the the comparison to like those Brooklyn Nets with the Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, <laughs> James Harden, like just getting all the stars off the supposed rack. to immediately thrive. Like this was a team just kind of like thoughtfully, meticulously put together with players of complementing skill sets. And it is a, a deep team. In Game 5, we close this one out with every single player making a positive contribution. We needed everyone to do it. And, uh, man, it was just it was incredible to watch. It was incredible to do it against Donovan Mitchell, the guy that you know so many Knicks fans wanted, expected to be on this team. And clearly, we didn't need him. It was, uh, it was just a phenomenal game. Biebs, how did you feel just big picture about that, about that game? Uh, I mean, huge game for uh, for Leon Rose, right? I mean, he he, uh, he got to check a lot of boxes, check a lot of receipts. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, a lot of guys that we thought might be going in a trade who some of them had, had bad series, and they turn up in this game. Uh, RJ has had a great, an amazing last two games. Um, last three. Last three, even, yeah. Yeah, game three, he was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, credit to this front office putting together a team that probably wasn't. Nobody had them winning a playoff series this year. We knew we were we were in it for the long haul, and this was a team that that hopefully the core of it grows together, and and they learn a lot this year, and and win a few games, get into the playoffs, hopefully. But and we were we joked around at the beginning of this year how mid would be such an improvement. They're they're better than mid man. If again, if you would have told me that we'd have a home, like home court advantage in the second round of the playoffs, I would have just laughed in your face. This is just. It's I would have so said, far. "How is that possible?" It's just you would have expected maybe a midseason transaction or like maybe another pandemic situation, like something yes. drastic. Like it was just honestly, All the the superstar trade happened. The disgru- the next disgruntled star came through, but no. That's not at all what happened. We didn't need him. Signed Jalen Brunson. Got Josh Hart in a trade in midseason. And, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's appropriate to start 
with Mitchell Robinson in yes. that for for the game five summary because he was the story. He was the he was so Incredible. dominant. He really just put the Cavaliers in their place. Like they had no answers for him. They were throwing three, four bodies at him. They couldn't keep him off the glass. He still finished with eleven offensive rebounds. He has but, a double double just if we're doing offensive boards. It, it it broke that that Cavs team. It broke their spirit. Like they they honestly, Jared Allen was quoted after the game saying, "quote Even for me, the lights were brighter than expected." These were guys who didn't want to be there anymore. No, like it, it was very evident, and I think the Cavs fans knew it too. You were hearing smatterings of boos mm. in an elimination game. Their backs against the wall at home, and the Knicks still went in there punched him in the mouth, and just never let up, right? Like, because they came out strong in that first quarter. I think they finished that quarter up seven points. Yeah, um, basically and, kept them that far away the rest of the way, at least. Yeah, like, and, and it, it was, like I said, it was everybody. Julius Randle, who has been struggling greatly this series, came out and was just like, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to put you into the basket. You're going to need to, like, foul me just to even slow me down. And he was incredible. He was incredible all like the end of that first quarter, into that second quarter until he got injured. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that the, uh, as we the biggest these. downside of this game. Yeah, it's the one negative I, that we have, and we'll get into that. It was a huge bummer. It was such a bummer, and it could have been just like a t- totally deflating event for this team, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're the Knicks, you're thinking like at least we can go back home. Like, sure, we lost our All NBA caliber forward here. But, you know, we're going to have opportunities down the road to steal this. No. Like, Obi Toppin came in in that third quarter. He was draining threes. He was getting out in transition. He did a windmill dunk in a playoff game. <laughs> that was still very much in the balance. Like, that, this, that game could have gone either way. And just the, the confidence from that young man, it was just, it was incredible. Yeah. The two boards watch. he grabbed were, were impactful in the moment, too. Like, he, he was doing everything. He needed... He was incredible. Honestly, yeah. It's hard to even put it into words. Like I I said last night, I was in awe. And I'm still in awe of what this team did. And I I can't just emphasize team enough. Like the the depth of this group that we can go 10 deep, even 11 deep. Like it's going to be what separates this group from, from your Miamis of the world when we get to that. You know, certainly from Cleveland who just didn't have the bodies to, to go up against us. Like... Mitchell Robinson, he ended up playing a great deal of minutes, but throughout the series, so Mitch finished with 36 minutes, which for him is a lot, mm-hmm. because Hartenstein usually gets, you know, at least 20. Yeah. Um, but he only played 12 in this one. It, it was just, it was that kind of game for Mitch, who deserves all the flowers, because, you know, this is a homegrown guy. <laughs> he was drafted in the second round, and he's been here. He's the longest tenured Nick. Yeah. And he was the best the most impactful, most dominant player on the floor last night in an elimination game in the playoffs against a better seed. Um, and the Knicks were unquestionably the better team. Uh, blown away. Blown away by Mitchell Robinson. Knicks, Knicks outplayed them every step of the way in every basically every game besides game two. They Game one was was an eventful one, and then and game two, they're blown out. And then after that, games three, four, five, Knicks just... Thoroughly outplayed them, particularly in this game five, when they they got all the contributions they needed. And Mitch has his his full like like welcome to being like an NBA stud game. Like people are 
going to start talking about him a little more now and, and deservedly so. Really, he felt... I was proud of Mitch basically all series. It, it felt like he was the whole way very locked in. So to be able to, to capital, uh, to cap, to, uh, to put the exclamation point with this final, uh, final game. That's, and we talked a lot. I'm about, so happy for him. We talked a lot about his offensive rebounding, but just the overall defense being the absolute backbone of this defense, the defense that held this Donovan Mitchell led group with like four potential all-stars to under a hundred points every single game. I was just about check, like every game. That is like, insane. It is insane. It's unheard of in this modern NBA with three point shooting and efficiency and analytics. And like, it, it is unbelievable. And Mitchell Robinson deserves so much credit for that. His ability to, to, you know, get out on and, and hedge on screens to split the difference. And basically he was guarding two players at once a lot. Like, because that's what the Knicks ask him to do. That's the scheme. He has to kind of defend the lob behind him while trying to corral the ball handler in these pick and rolls. And he's as good at doing it as anybody in the league. So, and we'll we'll talk more about Mitch. I think when we talk about the Miami matchup, but um, and then the next guy we should talk a little bit more about is who you mentioned before, and that's R.J. Barrett. Because R.J. No, you know, there's no question about it. He struggled for much of this season, and. In game one of this series, he finished with six assists, and it was noticeable. He couldn't hit anything from the field, mm-hmm. but his process was good. He was making the right reads, and so the question was, is that a one-off thing? Is he going to keep doing it? And his process, I mean, we can kind of throw game two out the window a bit, but game three, game four, and game five, he was such a steady, poised ball handler in a way that we would have never expected given what we saw during the season. He was always making the right decisions. Yeah, we uh, he he made the right choice time and time again. Even in those early games, he was for the most part making correct decisions. They had, you know, he he's a guy who can catch the ire of of a lot of fans, but he was even in those bad times never the problem with the team. And then he he finally these last three games after what's been a tough year puts it all together. He hits over fifty percent from the field each of the last three games. He makes the right reads, and we've talked, I forget if it, if it's on here or, or just around the office and group chat. Like, even, I even started feeling good about his decision makings in, in two-on-one in the, in the fast break, which we, we've joked around about how you don't feel good in those spots with him. He's, I can't say enough good things. He only finished with four assists in this one. And I think he only finished with like one assist in the last game, but I went through and just kind of looked at some of his passes and he's just, he's out there making the right reads. He's, he's passing early. He's not waiting till he's like trapped and, and turns it over. Um, he had a lot. He had, I think he led the team in like potential assists or was up there. He had a bunch of hockey assists where the guy he passed to ended up recording the assist. So like mm-hmm. he, his fingerprints were all over the offense and the Knicks needed him badly to do that because you know, Jalen Brunson, he did lead the team in scoring. He had 23 points on 8 of 22 shots. That's a, extremely inefficient for him. Brunson was was very good in the first half. In the second half, not so much. He couldn't really find it. Um, I, I think Brunson was still making the right calls when they were trapping him. He was still making the right passes. Um, but a lot of those passes were to R.J. Barrett. And it was up to yeah. R.J. Barrett to then make the right decision. And R.J. stepped up in a major way. He was just, he was huge. It It's... um. It changes kind of how you see his ceiling as a yes. player, right? The fact that he's able to, to perform like this 
on the biggest stages. Um, it, you know, you, you remember he's 22 years old and that there's so much room for growth. It's just in the past, whenever I'd use that caveat, it was just like, yeah, but we need to see him start to make the right mm-hmm. decisions. And there's, he's doing it. There's kind of, you know, in the, in, in a playoff series as, as two teams get used to facing each other can kind of go one of two ways as far as like, Oh, they've, just fully figuring out what he's going to do. Is he going to figure out them? He figured out them. Um, and I'm, I'm not to get ahead of ourselves on, on Miami because we're going to get back there. I, I have no reason not to think he'll do the same in the Miami series. We've now seen him over the course of a series get better each and every game and, and figure out how they're attacking him. And he will figure out how to contribute. It's, it's very tempting to jump right into the Miami talk because I do have a lot to say about it. But... I mean, these time these types of wins don't happen very often, you yeah, know. We have, I, have to enjoy it. First time making it to the second round in in a decade. So yeah, we we've really got to savor this one. Yeah. Um, By the way, it's not like they were doing it a ton before that that uh, playoff series win either. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the second one in like two decades. So we we did give some praise to Obi for stepping in in Randall's presence and for Randall for just being so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart, Josh Hart played, so he finished with four points in this game. Four points, 12 boards, Hmm. one block. It completely belies just how huge of an impact he had. He played 47 minutes, a little over 47 minutes. It was like 47 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. We needed him for every one of those minutes because he is that important to this group, to this group's identity, to the, the the energy that it plays with, he's um, I mean, it's hard for him not to be a fan favorite right now, just given what he represents for this New York mm-hmm. team. He does does everything that like you that that doesn't show up in that stat sheet, particularly last night. He's I I, I can't imagine a, a more perfect fit for for basically any team that's trying to compete. Uh, he and for this to be. This was his first playoff series too. Like he, he completely unfazed playing some of the best basketball of his life. We see guys on both of the teams in this series playing some of their first extended postseason action, and it the moment got big for some of them. Josh Hart completely unfazed by that, playing incredibly and and being a huge force in every win. I mean, lockdown defense on Donovan Mitchell to the point where. I mean, again, Mitchell, I think, ended up with, was it 26 or? 28. 28, but it was on 26 shots. Mm, um, three of 12 from behind the arc. And, uh, you know, I have to think a lot of that has to do with Hart's physicality, but also just, again, back to the team element, just the team defense. The, 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 everyone was, was showing on Mitchell, was, was digging down, was, like, contesting him, and it, the rotations were perfect. It was just, it was the best game the te- the Knicks have played all season. And it's not just because of the stakes and like the, you know, the, the result, right. Uh, it's just the, the process on the defensive end was, was nearly perfect. You could like point to the mistakes they made and count them on one hand. Hmm. That's how good it was. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I think we, we talked a good amount about heart. Off the bench, um, you know, Obi Obi had one play in particular in the, I believe it was the third quarter, 
and I clipped this and, and put it on Twitter because the Cavs had gone on a little bit of a run and they cut the lead to nine points. It was single digits for yes. the first time in a while. It had been a while for that. And the Knicks go to an R.J. Barrett kind of pistol action that they like to do. They do a little dribble handoff on the right side of the court to get R.J. coming downhill to his left. R.J. takes the screen and, and drives a little bit and just whips a right-handed pass, a skip pass to Obi on the wing. And it's not perfect. Obi has to kind of like go down and, and grab it a little bit. And he catches it and just goes right up against a good contest, hits the three, puts the team back up 12, and it felt massive. The Knicks were struggling to score a little bit. Brunson was kind of kind of mired in, in a little bit of struggles. And Obi, to have the, the confidence, it wasn't, you know, Obi usually hits these wide open corner threes, mm-hmm. and we need it desperately. He's amazing at that. But to hit kind of a contested three on the wing, a little bit of movement to it, it was just a huge It's not shot. an easy ask. Not I mean. an easy ask for a player like that, for a player who has been asked to be something he's not for much of his career. And... You know, the fact that he doesn't complain, that he just steps up and does his job and does it in this way, it is you can't say enough good things about Obi Toppin either, man. It's it's awesome. And yeah. and the one guy we haven't really touched too much on is quickly, who has also really struggled offensively. He's been yes. he's been amazing defensively, offensively, he has not found his rhythm. And in that first half, when I mean, he he I think he hit three threes in the first half. I believe so. Um and they all felt huge, right? They, they just changed the way the, the Cavs were kind of defending us. They loosened everything up on drives to the basket. They opened things up for Randall in that first half as well. And, you know, quickly was 5 of 15 from the field. Uh, not great, obviously. Mm-hmm. 3 of 10 from 3 you could live with is the two-pointers he was struggling with. But I think that you saw him find something in the playoffs that we hadn't seen too much of, and hopefully he can carry some of that momentum to the next series. Yeah, I mean, to... He's been the the biggest the the most standout like issue on the offensive end is just like Manuel quickly for the most part in this series went missing uh and and for him to be able to have a game where he hit a bunch of impactful shots in a row uh, I'm trying to pull up that like first half stat line very quickly because he just he was able to get it going early and be a threat the rest of the way I know the final stat line isn't anything. To brag about it, finishes 19 points. Cool. Nice. I mean, like 19 it, points is, is solid because he lot. made all six of his free throws, which, mm-hmm. you know, helps the efficiency a little bit. But, um, uh, but yeah, he, he, to be able to put that together, and now I would assume feel feel a lot better about himself and, and his impact on this team uh, going in, into the Miami series. It's yeah, really and, great. And confirmed, first half. Confirmed all three seven. of his threes were in the first half. Yes. Yeah. Um, He's four of seven overall, three of six from behind the arc in that first half. He to, to, for him to, to finally have a little bit of a breakout that uh, that'll go a long way for this team, especially in a game that that their best player and in, in, in Randall theoretically is the best player uh, had to miss so much time for. Well, we are going to have to move on to this next series, but I just I urge everyone to not take for granted just what we witnessed there because this was not the expectation coming into this season, mm-hmm. and to do it wasn't the expectation coming into this series. This series certainly not either. I mean, I, I again I picked Nixon six, but I did that more so with my heart than my head. I think if I were like if I had to bet my life on it, I don't know that I would have necessarily made this <laughs> made the same pick. <laughs> and I mean, Nixon five, I never would have really 
fathomed. So uh, the fact that they beat this team with Donovan Mitchell in the fashion that they did with just no real superstars. I mean, Jalen Brunson has kind of negated that argument by being a superstar. Yeah, but, but, but in this game, he wasn't necessarily that. It was This was a full team effort. It was uh, just an overwhelming group that was out-toughed, out-hustled the other team, yeah. and it was just it was New York City embodied, man. It was it was awesome to see. It was really great. Uh, like on like saying some more on Brunson, who I guess is is another guy we we probably should say some more. Like by default, he was certainly our best player overall this series no and, and contributed so much. The keys he wasn't the stat lines he put up aren't like anything. Insane, obviously, you know, twenty points each game, a twenty-nine point outing in Game Four, like, like that's that was great. Like, no, the Knicks did this without a real superstar, no thirty-point outburst from him or or Randall or, or anything like that. Just they're just as good and solid as team basketball as I've seen in in years. And you know, depending on on whether Brunson can kind of continue this deeper into the playoffs like that label superstar might you know it might start start to find its way to him you know mm-hmm. um that's kind of where we're at he is just he's the engine of this offense when he's not on the court the the offense absolutely falls apart um he he's just i, I used the word poised before to describe rj he's he's very much that he he makes the right plays you know sometimes the ball can get a little sticky with him because he's just such an elite iso scorer but I think that's going to help so much moving into this next series. So let's let's talk real quick about about Miami. And I just want to say off the bat, this is a series I feel good about. Um, this is a, a team so. that I feel like the Knicks during the regular season, the Knicks were unquestionably the better team in my eyes. Yeah. Than my than the Miami Heat. Yes, the Heat have found something here with um, with Jimmy Butler kind of just going off in that Bucks series, but. I I keep coming back to the depth and to just the the strength in numbers. I think that there are several weak links on that Miami team. Um, if you want to talk about Kevin Love, or yeah. or you know the aged Kyle Lowry, or you know Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero is, is I don't, has Tyler Hero been missing time? I know he broke his hand. I believe I believe he has been. Let's, let's I, I do wonder what his, see exactly how many games he he did or didn't miss. But I do um, wonder what his uh, prognosis is going to be because he's someone that RJ Barrett loves to go at. He loves to prove that he's better than Tyler Hero, and he often does. So he played just one game in this one. I think he's I think he's he's out. Interesting. I mean. The Heat are not a very deep team to begin with. He's one of their most dynamic creators. He's not and a team strong that's, defender. That's searching for for creation, creation, shooting, um, and you know that's why they go to Duncan Robinson. I think for for the shooting, but he is going to be exploited. Like the, this Knicks team has, you know, we say they don't have superstars, but they have the guys with the tools to exploit bad defenders. Jalen Brunson is an incredible isolation player like among the best in the league. And if you are going to try and switch a Duncan Robinson onto him, he's done. He's toast. It's over. And so then if you're not going to switch, you got to start to find other, other ways to do it. You're going to hard hedge. 
Then you get into rotation. That's when Jalen Brunson's finding guys, mm-hmm. finding R.J. Barrett, right? And then R.J. gets to go uh, four on three or three on two. It's just like I, I think that the Knicks have answers for what Miami, for the threats Miami poses. As long as they're you know, able to to make the right decisions and, and execute on them, I, the Knicks are very equipped to handle just about anything I think Miami's going to be able to throw at them. You never, We'll see what kind of adjustments get made on both sides throughout this series, but it, I think the Knicks are very equipped to handle this, and we've seen over this year and, and the last few years, the Knicks have had a pretty good handle on Miami. They're, they're never pleasant to play against. I don't think this is going to be a fun series uh, to watch game in, game out, but he, as one with, invest, with emotional investment in, in the series, but... They uh, have have even in in our lean years. I feel like we've had like a bunch of biggest wins of the year being wins like in Miami uh, to like get the Knicks right again and and sure on the season that, that what did that amount to whatever. But the Knicks have have had some success against this team with each of these cores uh, and particularly this year as well. They've outplayed them and they are, just are better. They just are better than them. There's certainly they have just more good players like Victor Oladipo. He's someone who is playing 20 plus minutes per game for them. He's also out, mm-hmm. I believe. I mean, he's a, he's out a while. You start getting real thin for some of these folks. I mean, Max Struess was playing just six or how, how oh, he's playing 30 minutes a game, averaging six points a game. Um, you know, these are guys who do you trust some of these guys? Your your Max Struess's, your Caleb Martins, your Gabe Vincents, Duncan Robinsons in the Garden. You saw how shook oh, wow. you saw how shook the Cavs were with some of their studs in the garden with again you know in front of that crowd. I just I don't see it with this group. Um, you know, I, update not, on Tyler Hero. Just I've looked into more of the pro- he's out. He's out. He's out, so, out. He had surgery on the broken hand at least six weeks. You know, uh, he's out. I, I think that the biggest uh, you know pro I guess for the Heat would be they have Jimmy Butler. They have mm-hmm. who everyone would expect to be the best player in the series. He just averaged 38 points a game. He shot nearly 60% from the field. Took the over their, their final two wins. Like. He was the best player with a, on a court with Giannis on it. Uh, you know, I do see that he averaged over 44% from three on over five three-point attempts per game. That's that's not who he's That's been. not his game. Like, did he just catch fire? I know playoff Jimmy's its own thing. This season, so I said he took over five per game. This season... He averaged one and a half three-point attempts per game and shot just thirty-five percent on him. Like, I'm dubious that he's going to be able to to keep up that level of with, of shot making. And with what they have, that feels like the only the only button they'll be able to push that the Knicks may not have an answer for is him doing that. And hey, we just we did just see him do it. Has he found something? Is he in a great you know, mindset and great streak right now, maybe, but it, that's going to be hard to replicate over the course of a best of seven. Uh, maybe he can take one or two games doing that. They're going to need more than that to beat this Knicks team that, again, is just a straight-up better team than them right now. And I love Josh Hart matching up on Jimmy Butler. Josh Hart, I'm just not going to bet against him anymore. Like, that dude oh. is a dog. He is so strong. I know he gives up some some height. To mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, he's going to get underneath him. He's going to frustrate him. He's going to. He's not going to for a second take a playoff and 
you know, that's that's just the type of guy that you want guarding Jimmy Butler. But also, Jimmy you know, R.J. Barrett likes that matchup too. He likes to step up and and yeah, you know, between he's the two enough, of them, he's strong enough to do it. Right? Like I I don't know that. Um, you know, we don't know when Quentin Grimes is going to return, but he's not necessarily strong enough to really handle a Jimmy Butler assignment. But C- certainly for a full game. But I mean, if we're talking about Josh Hart playing for forty-seven minutes in a game and still looking like the freshest guy on the floor, then uh, it just it, that doesn't worry me so much. I'm, I, I like, I just like I, the depth. I, I like, yeah. I like defensively a lot of how the Knicks potentially match up against Miami way the way they had to win their Milwaukee series I think the Knicks have answers for everything I saw in that Kevin Love starts for the Miami Heat he plays why is he not on the Cavs he plays 22 minutes per game Kevin Love will get cooked by this Knicks offense that is like I've said before ISO heavy and has the guys I mean one thing we haven't really said much is a lot of you know, some of this is pending Julius Randle's health. I, mm-hmm. I think that initial words are that the, the sprained ankle, though it is the same ankle he hurt at the end of the season, it's not as severe a sprain. He walked mm-hmm. off on his own, um, by his own power at the end of the game. Yeah. He, and like, you know, you never know what's actually, by the look of, of him on the bench, he didn't, it it seemed all right. And, and we know the context of the game, it wasn't win or go home for the Knicks, like, they're going to be able to come home if they hadn't pulled out that win. I, I think if it was, if the context of the series wasn't where it was at, it would have been a different. That situation would have been handled differently, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, but if he's healthy, I like him matching up against Bam at a bio. Like mm-hmm. he's physical enough, he's athletic enough to to handle that matchup. And you know, Bam, I do feel like. Heat fans kind of get frustrated with him because he's not the offensive player maybe that they want him to be. Um, and that he shows an ability to be from time to time, but uh, not with the consistency I think they look for. That That is... He's like the wild card. That Bam yeah, is that's, I was going to say, that's like the one part of their team that like could concern me. He had, a period, he had periods in this Milwaukee series where he was pretty dynamic and, and was able to... to Really be a great uh, Robin to Butler's Batman, and uh, that if he if he and Butler are right in enough of the same games, that's where that's the only way that I that I'm, I, I become like nervous about how the Knicks can can answer. But that's because they're potentially the two best players on the floor play like it, and they haven't shown their inability to do that enough. So, and. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard not to feel good about this matchup. Having home floor, having uh, j- just performed as well as the Knicks did, uh, and, and the way they've matched up against this team all year. And also, I mean, you mentioned that this is probably going to be a slugfest. We just did one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just we just went through that experience with the Cavs. They're comfortable. This Knicks team is comfortable with those low scoring games when the game slows down and gets physical, bring it on. Like that's, that's where this team that, thrives. That ain't no problem. Who that ain't no problem. That who, ain't no problem. Who on this heat team is keeping Mitchell Robinson off the glass? Bam six, nine. Like, yeah, he's strong, but he's, I mean, in his how many Bam, times is he really going to beat out Mitch? Is Bam going to be matched up on Randall? If Randall's, I mean, granted, if Randall's healthy, we're assuming, we're assuming, you know, reasonable it feels health. like they should. Yeah, Bam would be on Julius. That, that means we're talking about Kevin Love 
on Mitchell Robinson, like 38, whatever year old, 38 year old. I don't know how old Kevin Love is. I don't think it really matters. He's toast. Like no chance Kevin Love would have to keep Mitchell Robinson off the, off the boards. He's only 34. 34? Gray hair. Gray hair Kevin Love right now. <laughs> you think gray hair Kevin Love's going to keep Mitchell Robinson off the boards? No. It's laughable. I don't know, man. I'm I'm very confident going into this. I I feel better about this matchup than I did the Cavs matchup. Yeah, um, Cavs. I I thought could go either way, and I I ultimately did believe Knicks will win this series, but but uh, it could have gone could have been any result, and I wouldn't have acted like I was really surprised. Basically, besides Knicks winning in five, three of the four wins being with relative ease. Um, they, they, I feel way better about this game. I just, I don't think that, you know, I, I think of the Heat as kind of a one-man show to an extent with Jimmy Butler just being that guy. Like, they rely so heavily on him. And this is a team that the Knicks have that relies on a lot of different guys and can go to different guys and different guys step up. And it's a next-man-up mentality, as cliche as that is. It's true, and it matters in the playoffs when these minutes are intense. Mm-hmm. So... And I, uh, I'm feeling good. I I feel good. Bring on the Miami Heat. I'm ready. Somebody might be in the room. The game is Sunday. Sunday, one o'clock is game one. The other games haven't been announced yet, right? As far as the the schedule. Let's go next. <laughs> you may have heard us. The audio end. <laughs> You that might, was uh that was talking Jake. You you might have heard talking Jake drop a let's go Knicks. Um game one Sunday. I'll be I'll be in in the house. You'll be there. I'll be there. I know some of our co hosts, Greg and Kenny, will be attending a game. Game two, I believe. Game it two. sounded like. Um I gotta get there. I gotta get there. I'm gonna have to make this happen. Um Friday night Knicks. Um Yeah. I think that's lines up really well with Talking Yanks schedule. Like Beautiful. They, they don't play till 2.35 on Sunday, so it's time to be at the game, come back. I should still be able to see the final innings of it, not have to delay the start of that at all. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I'm excited. And I'm excited about the Knicks. Man, what, a, what an end to that first-round series, and I couldn't be more excited for this second one to start. Uh, hey, if you're listening to this, Thanks for coming along yeah. with us. This has been a lot of fun, even more fun than we expected. So, yeah, you know, follow us on the, your podcast apps. Leave a review, a rating, subscribe on YouTube. We're going to be putting out game film. We're going to be putting out highlights. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Talking Nicks. And, man, we're on to the second round. Second round. Probably going to be favored in the second round. I haven't looked at gambling odds. I could never would have had that. Favored, likely. Home court advantage. Potentially very heavily favored. Let's not get too ahead of our skis here. One game at a time. Got to take care of business. One game at a time. Knicks have shown they can take care of business. Um well, uh, it's Sunday afternoon, I think. So we, we, should, be able we to, should be able to whip something up Sunday night. I'll, yep. uh, when I get home from, from, from this year's studio, I think I would like to hop on for that. 
Beautiful. Whenever, well, whenever we get together. We'll be back in your ears on your screens Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And until then, let's go Knicks. Knicks tape.